To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. On the huddle with me this evening, we've got David Farrah, Kiwi blog and Curia Polster and Mike Monroe, former Chief of Staff to Jacinda Ardern. Hi, you two. Hello. Good day, Heather. Happy New Year you. Happy New Year to you. The, 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 the comparison between Iraq and the Houthis seems a bit of a stretch, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. uh, yes, <laughs> it, it, it does. It does seem a bit of a stretch. But look, I think the bottom line here is, Heather, that this is a huge shift in New Zealand's so-called independent foreign policy. It, it's interesting that quite a few countries, countries that we'd sort of term sensible countries, like the Scandinavians and Singapore, they're staying well away from this. They're not touching it. They're not going near these airstrikes. And yet, as soon as Washington said jump to us, you know, Luxembourg and Peter said, well, how high? And here we are again sort of cutting up to the Americans. But is that a surprise, so Mike? Winston loves the Americans. He always tilts us to the Americans. In fact, Jacinda let him tilt us to the Americans in an extraordinary way in 2017. Yeah, but my point is, is it in our best interests uh, as a small trading independent nation? And I don't think it is. Um, you know, what, what is happening in the Middle East at present is, is, is dreadful. Israel's bombardment of Gaza has left, you know, tens of thousands dead or 25,000 dead and the Gaza city's pretty much destroyed. And so you, you can understand why um, allies of the Palestinians are acting the way they are. But look, this is a deeply complex conflict and I just don't think New Zealand should be going anywhere near it. David? Especially, especially supporting yep. uh, the strike element of it. Okay, David? I thought David Parker, I suspect, was disingenuous. Bringing up, yeah, the long-standing civil war in Yemen. Look, if it was just the civil war in Yemen and they were attacking each other as they've done for 10 years, well, we would be sad, would not affect our interest. Mm. But they're attacking shipping. They're attacking the international law of the freedom of the seas. If they didn't do that, of course we wouldn't be backing bombing. But they are. 85% 85% of ships are diverting. This is a cost. If you don't do something, the example it sets is terrible. China regularly, aggressively tries to claim the South China Seas has been their territory, and of course all the other countries there. You don't want to show an example to them that, oh, yep, look, you can just fire some missiles and say no one can pass here. Think if Iran starts doing that, and of course they're paymasters there. So it's not about Iraq, it's not about Saudi Arabia, it's not about Yemen. It's about if you're a group of people that find missiles at commercial shipping, and commercial shipping can't fire back, they're commercial, yeah. you know, then you're going to get consequences, and you have to do that. Now, does New Zealand have to sign up for it? Of course we don't have to, but the two questions I'd say is, A, is it the right thing to do? And are we significantly affected? Well, as everyone listening knows, we don't have a lot of countries we can walk to. Flying takes a long time. So where does most of our cargo buy? Ships. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what, Mike? I'll tell you what. It looks like the Labour Party and the Green Party have gone really weirdly hard on this because actually there are some people in this country who are sympathetic, weirdly, to the Houthis because they think that they're mates with the Gazans and therefore they're okay. Is that what's going on? Yeah, but look, I mean, we've already, we've canvassed today quite a bit the fact that in the past, New Zealand has not sort of sent troops to other countries' wars. I mean, Helen Clark, for example, you know, uh, went down the 
Yeah, but we've also we also have and, sent and, and troops and to other countries' those. wars. It's up to us to decide if we want to or not. Sometimes we say yes, sometimes yeah. we say no. Yes, we have. I think probably the most recently was when the SAS was sent uh, on four different occasions to the, yeah. to the war in Afghanistan after Bush invaded in 2001. So, yes, there have been exceptions to that. But generally speaking, New Zealand has gone and gone on at the level, or gone in, I should say, at the level of training missions, of reconstruction, of peacekeeping. And, and, and that is how we've expressed ourselves as a sort of, you know, country that has an independent foreign policy. This war is deeply complex. It could easily escalate. There are alternatives to commercial shipping traffic. I mean, ships could go around the Cape of Good Horn, and it might add 10 days to a trip to this part of the Which world. Which is a lot. But there are, there are alternatives yeah, okay. to going through that, that dangerous zone. All right, guys, listen, we'll take a break. Come back in just a minute. Find out what on earth is going on with the, the positions on the Treaty Principles Bill. Right, you're back with the huddle. We've got David Farrer and Mike Munro. David, explain to me what's going on here with the Treaty Principles Bill. Is the thing dead or not? Uh, not dead. It's, well, it's going to go through first reading. New Zealand first have said they won't support it second reading. But, of course, this is politics. If it changed in select committee, if it got retitled, if it did something else, it, it may still go. It's really going to come down, I think, to how much people engage with it at the select committee level. But most of all is can someone come up with a better alternative? Because if you accept that there is a huge polarisation of views in New Zealand on what the treaty means for New Zealand as a democracy in terms of partnership, etc., or equality, then the question is, well, how do we have a resolution to this? Now, referendum is not necessarily the best answer, yeah. but it's the only answer people have provided at the moment. There, there's not a public inquiry. Ministers in the last government, Chris Hipkins rightfully said he thought he failed to take people with you. So if you don't want to have the referendum, then you need to come up with some way to actually say, how do we bring New Zealanders together to get a shared understanding of what the treaty means? Because if you say, leave it to the public service and the court, fine. But what that view is today is radically different from 30 years ago. And people do feel that the change is happening without that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay, so are you suggesting that when you have Luxon and Shane Jones saying, no, we're not going to vote for it beyond that, that's it, it's dead, it's because they are already potentially considering another way to do exactly the same thing without a referendum? Luxon, from what I've seen, hasn't ruled out. He just hasn't ruled in support yet. Well, he, ruled out, he ruled it out with us, and now he's ruling it back in as a possibility. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> so he's well, flip-flopped and then Shane's flip-flopped. Everybody's flip-flopping. Um, 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 but I think that would be the challenge. I'm not uh. sure what they're considering, but doing nothing doesn't seem a good option yeah. to me because yeah. there was a backlash to three wars. There is a backlash in other areas. And it's a very difficult issue, but... Doing nothing is not Yeah, answer. that's a good point. What do you reckon, Mike? I'm so confused. Do you know what's happening? Well, is the thing dead or not? Look, the whole thing is a charade, and yes, it's dead in the water. It's going nowhere. And, and, and to suggest that there might be another way of doing it is a bit cute, because Seymour wants one thing and one thing only, and he wants the principles of the treaty revisited, and he wants a referendum on them. But you don't now, have to have 30... a referendum, Mike. You can do it without a referendum. Like, they could just do it. They are the government. Well, you could, but you still have to get at least three parties in, in the coalition to agree mm. to a way forward. 
Look, you know, I think in the 30 years or so that I've been watching coalition deal-making happen in New Zealand, this is probably the most venal thing that I can recall happening. And Luxon said yes to this idea because he was so desperate to be um, the Prime Minister and to form a government. And look, you know, Shane Jones has made it absolutely clear, he, he tends to speak in clearer tones than the Prime Minister, Shane Jones has made it clear that New Zealand First will not support this bill, so it's full stop, it's all over, it's not happening. And so, yes, they can go away and find another way of doing it, but at the end of the day, Seymour will feel very slighted that, that, his, um, that this idea that was written into the coalition agreement has been scuttled. Okay, guys, listen, topic of, you know, the most important thing for some people of the day, Mike, did the two ladies in Barbie deserve to get the nom from the Oscars? Look, I have to uh, fess up right at the start that I haven't seen Barbie the movie. Yes. I've read a lot about it. I've seen the trailers, <laughs> seen the ads, read all that, all the spin from Hollywood. I mean, what sickened me was the fact that the Hollywood spin doctors sort of put uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie on the same level and you know, talked about the sort of battle of the media movies. Um, to me, there was no comparison between the two. Well, you can't say um, that, Mike, because you haven't watched it, have you? Yes, I know, I know. Well, I, I admitted that. Yeah. But, you know, in the, in, the, in the day, it was sort of a... It was sort of a a bit of Hollywood fluff That's right. compared with a, a, a really serious topic. Um, Not um, the same. That, you know, that, that sort of dealt with the sort of future of the planet. David, what do you think? Did the girls deserve the nom? Have they been cheated? Well, it's sort of a bit amusing because if you did want to get publicity for the cause, having the leads not win and the best supporting <laughs> they all Hector win, it's like, wow, did they do this on purpose? I've not seen it either, oh. or Oppenheimer, because it's been a bit of a busy year for me. There was something on last October. I can't quite it's a little it. election. But it can sometimes be as simple as Gosling was nominated for Best Supporting Actor rather than Best Actor. And sometimes people do that, there's less competition. Yes. So it might just be as simple as who who were you up against? The competition. Category? But, David, even simpler than that, the two ladies might just suck. Let's be honest about it. Guys, thank you very much. David Farrow, Mike Munro. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.